Welcome down to the hoodies and welcome back. Tony is back. Just like Mace came back in 2004 after he found Jesus Christ, quit rapping. That is the second most exciting welcome back. Tony is back from a long three-week hiatus. Tony, why don't you tell the good people of the Under the Hoodies world where you've been? Uh, I got out of the uh, prison that is New York State. I uh, went down to Nashville, Tennessee for my uh, joint bachelor-bachelorette party. And then the following weekend, I drove uh, Thursday night. I think we left the house at 6.30, my father and I, with a youth hall full of my sister's crap because she moved to uh, Orlando, Florida. And we made a nice little pit stop along the way to Atlanta so I could see my first ever Braves game in their own stadium. It's the ninth time I've seen them, but the first time I've seen them in Atlanta. And it was amazing. To, seeing live sports after 418 days without it was like, I feel re-energized, man. Like it just, it helped my soul. And I'm not the type of person that believes in that, but like it truly helped my soul. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that's good in the new. That's good news. That's, you sort of need to get out of, um, you know, prison York, the, uh, the, uh, with the warden, uh, Andrew Cuomo. It is nice. It is nice that you got to go be free. I get to go be free in July. I'm very excited. Um, yeah. I did. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but my, my daughter and I did go to the movies. That's the last, that's the first normal thing we did in almost a year. So that was cool. Um, but it's nothing compared to what you did. You got to go to the South where, uh, you know, where America is now. Cause you know, Dude, we're, we're, North, they cured COVID. The cure, it turns out is in a waffle house in North Carolina. No mass, no distancing, baby. We back. America's back. Oh my God. You know what? Woo! Waffle house will cure a lot of things. I'm telling you, you, you want, you want to get rid of your depression Waffle House. You want to get rid of COVID? Waffle House. You know, we just went to Great Wolf Lodge, by the way, and get and try to try to understand this logic. Okay, so we we had to wear masks in the lobby. We had to wear masks in the hallways, walking to our rooms. Guess where we didn't have to wear masks? In the pool, in the wave pool. My daughter was thrown into other children by water. No masks. So I guess the chlorine in the air just sort of cures it all. Maybe we all should have been drinking chlorine and not Lysol wipes. Or whatever the hell, whatever Trump said to bleach. I don't yeah. remember. That, and they probably don't want to waterboard children because wearing a mask while in a body of water probably has the same effect. It's funny how, speaking of effect, it's funny how COVID affects people when there's money involved and there's money not involved because that's yeah. specifically a water park. So the water park area, free to go in and breathe and spit on each other and, you know, ingest other people's spit particulates, but... Can't do. They'll do that in the lobby. They will. They will shoot you in the face with a rubber bullet, man. They'll put you down. Yeah. So, um, and since we're on the top of it, real quick, I'll just make these quick little hitters. Uh, if you happen to see what Brandon Bean came out and say, and I thought was pretty, pretty honest, way more honest than I thought any GM would come out and say about like COVID and restrictions. He basically um, said he will cut a player if they're not vaccinated. Yeah, which if they're going to cut down on protocols, I believe like if you're not vaccinated, the NFL makes you get tested daily. If you are vaccinated, the test goes down to once a week. And if you're vaccinated, you get to have in-person meetings. You get to move freely around the facility. It is such a competitive advantage. And we're talking about a sport where they look for any competitive advantage they can. 
Look at yeah. Bill Belichick, for instance. Look at how many times he's bent the rule book. You think he's not looking at exactly who is vaccinated on his roster and how many more practices he can get in, how many more meetings? Like, if you don't think these GMs and coaches are just going to throw whatever morality they might have out the window to get a competitive advantage, you are fooling yourselves. So I, let me clarify. Brandon Bean said he would cut unvaccinated players if it meant normal offseason. So but that's still too, pretty strong. Where do you rank on the hierarchy of talent on the team? Where, like, Are you the franchise quarterback or are you the fourth string wide receiver who is playing on kickoffs? Right. You also have to take that into consideration. As far yeah, as he's like, not going to cut Josh Allen if Josh Allen was like, no, I'm not yeah. getting vaccinated, obviously. But, you know. But if you're the backup offensive tackle, like, hey, man, you better mind your P's and Q's and go get that jab. Oh, yeah, man. You're replace, you're replaceable. Um, all right. Well, speaking of football, let's let's just jump right into the draft. Uh, you and I had a couple takes. Um, I, You know what? This is going to be a show full of shocking developments. So I actually wanted to start because I, I am – I'm still holding off on uh, you told me what your topics are, and I'm curious where you're going to go with this. So I'm going to start with mine, which is guess who's come, I wouldn't say 180 degrees. We'll say I've went about 110 of that 180 degrees on young Kyle Shanahan, who made the right choice by taking not Mac Jones. So I I would have I would not have hammered him if he took Justin Fields, which is actually my pick for him to take. I thought for sure he's going to take Fields. But, um, but Trey Lance, because – I think that the upside, you have to take the guy with the most upside. Don't take the guy, the Kirk Cousins clone. No, no. Kirk Cousins is a fine starting NFL quarterback. That guy is like one Monday night win, no Sunday night wins, no primetime or one primetime win. I mean, he just does not get it done in the big moments. And the last thing you want is a quarterback that just honey dicks you. You don't want that. So Trey Lance, unlimited upside, basically because he's barely played. And he played for North Dakota State. No one, no. I mean, that actually started to turn into a little bit of a QB factory with Carson Wentz, Easton Stick, and now him. But you know, I think taking the guy with a higher ceiling, and it's sort of like a maybe this is our Josh Allen. I mean, because he had a lot of interesting comments after the uh, 49ers game, basically saying, "I need to get me one of those," referring to Josh Allen. And Trey Lance is the closest person in the draft to a Josh Allen. And I think that Trey Lance's talent is undeniable. He's super smart. And for all my hate on Kyle Shanahan, I will say his offense works. And if he has a guy that can just read defenses, do exactly what he tells him to do, and just gets the ball to the open guy, those receivers will make plays. George Kittle is a wonderful safety blanket. They'll always have good running backs. It doesn't matter if it's you, me, you know, your, your fiance, my daughter, anybody can run for 800 yards in that offense. They just can like, so that, you know, that'll fix itself. So I actually really like the move by Kyle Shanahan. I thought trading up for, for Mac Jones was preposterous when you can just get any other quarterback that's like Mac Jones out there. But, um, I got to say, I got to hand it to him. I love the Trey Lance move. I, I was a fan of it, how it went down. I have no idea. But uh, big fan of it. Big, big fan of it. What say you? Yeah, no, I agree. I go with the guy with more upside and just look who's in their division, too. You have Matthew Stafford, you have Russell Wilson, you have uh, Kyler Murray. Like, you need you need that electric playmaker. We've yeah. seen what they can do with a guy with just, you know, a high floor but no ceiling. Like, they did that with like, Garoppolo. Like, they cool, they made the Super Bowl. They didn't win it, but, like, they right. need to take that next step. And I – 
I love Trey Lance's game. I would have been cool with Justin Fields as well, but mm-hmm. Trey Lance too. works. And like you said, look at Mac Jones. Look at where he fell later on in the Patriots. What was it like in the mid teens? Fifteenth, yeah, fifteenth. Yeah. They did, they didn't even move up. They, you know what they did? They they like him. They don't love they don't love Mac Jones. They like yeah, Mac. He was Jones. there. He they didn't go up and get him. Like Chicago, Chicago gave up a good amount to get Justin Fields. They love Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, San Francisco loves Trey Lance. So I think where I Mac like Jones pick, went man. is where he should be. And I'm looking at Garoppolo's contract too, and like dead cap is this season 2.8 million, next year's 1.4 million. Like, hey, no biggie. He's like, definitely a guy that could could get traded. Like, say, like yeah. they are, you know, say like Denver's, like, oh, our quarterbacks are both shit. So let's let's actually trade oh, for Jimmy whoa. G now or whatever. Put a pin in that one too. We'll get back to Denver later and what I yeah, think they um, should do. What we all think they should do. Yes. And, um, well, yeah, we will talk about that because we are going to touch on the Aaron Rodgers thing later. Um, and, uh, but, but like Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely a good trade. Uh, Imagine say Jimmy, say Jimmy G goes in, has a really nice, like first four games. All right. But Trey Lance is killing the practice. They're like, you know what? Let's start Trey Lance. Jimmy G has a lot of value. If Jimmy G's healthy, he's a above average quarterback. He's actually really good, but he just can't stay healthy. The the Niners just don't trust his body. If. Yeah. Yeah. He's been with the Biggest Niners four with full seasons. He's only been healthy for three of them, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I love their roster, man. San Fran, like you said, they could just plug and play anybody. Like, you got to give them a ton of credit for what they did last season. All the, the, NFC, they had. the NFC West is going to be a lot of fun. The NFC West is going to oh, be God. a ton it's of fun. Murderous row. I mean, Arizona would be really good in any other division. They're going to come in last in that division, probably. Like you got Seattle. They might come in last at well, I gotta adjust the records now with the seventeenth game. They might come in last at like nine and eight. Right, exactly. Like they're gonna finish over five hundred probably, but unfortunately for them, th- probably three or four of their losses, or excuse me, four or five of their losses is gonna be from the Rams, Seahawks, and Niners. You know, it's just what it's gonna be. They're the worst team in that division, and they're a good team. I mean, the, the NFC West is just stacked, just stacked. So. Switching divisions, let's talk about the NFC East, and uh, specifically the Dallas Cowboys. You're a Dallas Cowboys fan. How do the, how do you think their draft went? I'm gonna love the Cowboys in with the Bills on this. Oh, okay, let me let me get this out of the way first because I'll give them some credit before I friggin' bury them. The Micah Parsons pick, loved it, amazing. I, you know, obviously we wanted a corner. Both the corners we wanted got taken right before us. You know, thank you, Denver. Um, and what was it? Carolina took the other one. Yeah, Carolina took uh, yeah. J.C. Horn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, best pick of the position because it, it's it's scary, too, how often we draft linebackers and they just don't work out. <laughs> like, they work out for like a year and a half. Maybe they're really talented. Yeah, they're really talented. Like, injury bug. Yeah, injury. Charlie yeah. retired. Uh, Jalen Smith, who we know knew coming out of college, had a knee issue with his ACL. It was going to take a year and a half to two years to develop. He has yeah. one great year. Sign him long term. Then he becomes garbage. Leighton Vander Esch, amazing rookie year, and then just, again, can't stay on the field, can't stay healthy. So hopefully Parsons is the answer because we need more speed. We need more athleticism on that defense. Like we got burnt like toast last season. But um, here's how I'm going to take a hard turn, and I'm going to lump the Buffalo Bills in with this as well. I make no bones about it that I am a huge Syracuse football homer. You had three defensive backs! You could have taken in rounds three through seven, and Buffalo nor Dallas took none of them. Not Trill Williams, not Ify Milifanu, not Andre Sisko. Are you freaking kidding me? 
God damn it, man. I just wanted to get a jersey with one of their names. Shit. You can get a Jags jersey with Cisco on it. That's good. I, I, dude, I'm not wearing that. That uh, he does look good in that teal, though. I will give him that. That they're. I don't mind their jerseys. They're pretty. They're pretty plain. But I'm kind of yeah. uh, LA plain stuff. So, but man, I just ah, uh, it just it was working out so perfectly because I'm watching the later rounds. They're going on. Uh, you know, Cisco went in the third round to the Jags, but she's the first pick in the third round. Yeah, yeah. Trill and Iffy were still available. I just keep seeing we both Buffalo and Dallas needed defensive backs, and they just keep. Passing them by one after another. So, and then Dallas takes some kid out of Kentucky with character issues. And I'm like, okay, yeah, typical Dallas MO. Let's take the freaking hothead who's probably going to get suspended or in trouble. Damn it, man. <laughs> yeah. I just I wanted orange to be one of those jerseys, at least with, yo, know, Buffalo's basically like, I, I, don't, I hate, I don't know. I have such an issue saying this, like, second favorite team, but like, I, you know, I root for Buffalo. I like Buffalo. Buffalo's nearby. I can go to a game. It'd be cool to see one of them in that jersey, but mm-hmm. leave it, you know, and good on Detroit. They made a great move taking Iffy. The Saints picked up Trill Williams as an undrafted free agent. The Saints got two SU players, actually. They got um, Nolan Cooney as well, the punter. And it's cool, too, because Trill Williams gets reunited. I mean, not reunited so much, but another 315 guy with Latavius Murray at, in New Orleans. So but, uh, just damn it, man. It was there for the taking. Like me and other fans are SU fans are screaming on Twitter, like Buffalo, Dallas, take these guys. Right. Damn it. So let me defend Buffalo's draft, right? I think you could actually have a better secondary than it looks when you have a really good pass rush. And that's what they did. I mean, yeah, Greg, Gregory Russo, the, oh, they the had a good draft. Was... Don't get me wrong. I, that was yeah. just purely Homerism for me. Like, I just I wanted mean, to see it. Right. Russo had um, 15 and a half sacks his one full year as a starter in college. He's enormous. I mean, he has his upside. His upside is just undeniable. I think like I think he's kind of like the Trey Lance of defense. I'm not saying that as a as a person that lives in Buffalo. I more or less just pointing out that like he reminds me so much like body type, size, athletic ability of JPP. And JPP was just a just this ball of clay. That got molded into. I mean, 2011. He was one of the two best defensive players in the league he's that an year. And he's freak. The, the stuff and he's, he did to Dallas haunts my nightmares. Yeah, I mean, he he had that blocked field goal. I mean, he was just. Oh my god. He that I'm telling you, not since the Michael Strahan 22 and a half sack performance, I've not has seen a Giants defensive performance over the course of a season like that. In in my you know I've been watching the Giants pretty consistently since 1993. I was like nine. Um, I would say that's number two or number one. You know, one A one B was Strahan's uh, sack seasons, and Strahan had some amazing seasons. So if if they can even get like Greg Russo, eighty percent of where JPP is, JPP has been an above average defensive lineman for over a decade now. If they can get him there and keep him away from fireworks, I think they have a legitimate stud on their hands. <laughs> I do, and I actually like the Carlos Basham uh, pick as well in the second round for Buffalo. Uh, high upside guy, you know he's he's also huge, six five, and oh and basically this is all a Patrick Mahomes. This is how you know you have an elite player is yep. when teams are gearing up to stop like drafting around when they potentially might play you uh, in the playoffs. Like I, I, it's you know not that anybody needs to be told that Patrick Mahomes is elite, but I'm just saying like. The Bills feel their only competition in the AFC is well, Kansas City. And this is smart on the Bills' part, too, because you have to take the next logical step in the NFL. So 
you, you know, you had a great season last year. Your ceiling was the AFC Championship, and you lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, other teams in the East are going to get better and try to compete with Buffalo, but it's still Buffalo's division to basically lose. So right. they're competing with the Chiefs. They need to find the weapons to beat the Chiefs. And we saw Tampa Bay basically made the blueprint. You have to go get Mahomes. You have to yes. pressure him. You have to make him uncomfortable. So I have no problem with Buffalo going just with beef. Like, let's get a bunch of defensive ends and let's just send them wave after wave after yeah. Mahomes. It's smart. And dude, like, that's the size of these guys. Like, Buffalo seven, man. He's huge. Dude, the photo of him and Sean McDermott, like that was hilarious. Like oh my god. I, I put it on my Twitter, and if people haven't seen it, just Google that. Like, you cannot convince me that he those two are the same species. Like he's an alien. Like, it doesn't even he make is. sense. It looks it looks like so photoshopped. It's like that Aaron Judge Jose Altuve photo of them standing yeah, in second yeah, yeah. place. It just doesn't seem legit, but it is like the size of his freaking hands, man. Like that, that's a DN you want. I'm I'm pumped for Buffalo, and I love the the other guy too, the um the offensive lineman who indoctrinated He's... himself into Bills Mafia by putting himself through a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the kid from Iowa. Yeah, that's yeah. Hilarious. Oh my, Midwestern kid. Like you're already blue collar. You're gonna fit in great in that city, and then you go through a table on top of it. Like, yeah, come on, man. That that's Buffalo. I, damn it, man. I love the Bills. <laughs> I know. I I do too. So so much fun. I, yeah, they they really are. So let's get to some of the other um, some of the other picks. This, this you know, let, we'll just go real quick through the first round and just yeah. sort of just stop me when you hear a pick that you didn't like. So Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and that's kind of where I stopped was with Zach Wilson. I like Zach Wilson's talent, right? But he got better. Too. He got better when he started when he stopped playing league competition. He played his conference and because of COVID or whatever. But like that's when his stats got a little better, right? And then. Also, he's going to the Jets. He's going from Utah to the Jets. That media he's is absurd. Screwed. He is. He is. Screwed. And I I'm actually, sorry. I like Salah, and I actually like what Joe Douglas has done. I actually kind of like the Jets draft, but I think like he's he's got a he's got to face Belichick, McDermott, and Brian Flores. Right? Like that's a <sighs> gauntlet of defensive geniuses, man. That's that maybe the three. Year. That's six three games of the, right there. Right, that's three of the best five defensive coaches in the league. I mean, like, yeah. and also he's in the AFC. He has to play Vic Fangio. Like this guy. I mean, the poor guy. Like he's, you know. And then he doesn't exactly have elite weapons yet. I mean, they have young weapons. I drafted a receiver. I think they drafted Elijah Moore, and they drafted um, the running back from North Carolina, whose name just left me. But like, so they're oh, doing I love their that best kid too. I know. Yeah, you're about. yeah. He's and he's and then star. they have they do have a legitimate stud left tackle too, so that helps them. But yeah. I, I don't hate the pick. I just sort of like, you know, we need to temper expectations because he's going to start right away too. That's the other thing. Like, yeah, there's nobody in front of him. A ton of picks, and he's going to throw a ton of picks. Yeah, and 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 you know, it's kind of what happened to Sam Darnold. Like, and I'm afraid it's going to happen to this kid. Now, I think I think not having Adam Gase near him is a good thing. Yeah. But like, I, I like Robert Sala. I actually think he might be a really good head coach. But um, you know, I, I, I worry about Zach Wilson. Uh, short term, long term, I don't know. Could be good, um, but yeah. Uh, oh, I just don't trust them. I don't trust their culture. I just don't trust the Jets. And you I hate put that Jets. uniform on, and it's just something that happens. It just devalues you instantly. It's like it's like putting a coat of rust onto a car, if that were possible. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Just painting rust. God, on man. But I I hate to judge a book by its cover. But man, when he released that draft day photo of him in the suit. And immediately, oh, people are blowing up his mention, saying 
he looks like a, a commercial break for the Disney Channel. Like, oh, looking like a fourteen-year-old boy, and I'm like, I'm like, man, if I'm a New York Jets veteran, if there are any, and I'm looking at that photo, I'm like, this is our leader. This is like the the, the guy who's getting the keys to the franchise. Like, like we are doomed. We are right. freaking screwed. But you know what? If he can come in and sling it, then good. Then that's hey, good. You come out like Herbert. I made fun of Herbert because he's this pimply faced freaking like oh I know that's a kid, and he's slinging the rock. Like I, I mean, hey man, prove me wrong. If he does, I'll eat crow. But I just I see that, and I'm like, ah man, I that I'm, just doesn't get me amped as a Jets fan. No, I'm fairly confident that like I said this on this podcast, but um. When last year the jo- Joe Judge was like taking, he had a meeting with uh, Justin Herbert. I'm like, why are we talking to Justin Herbert? We have Daniel King Jones, bro. We do not <laughs> need times. get Justin Herbert out of my goddamn face. Uh, and then uh, I and then I watched him like, yeah, I know. I then I watched him like torch torch Kansas City and then throw the greatest pass I've ever seen. I'm like. We could have had him. We could have had him. Oh, I'm so stupid. Problem too. Like compare Herbert with with Zach Wilson. Herbert didn't know he was going to start. He just got thrown in because of the whole you know lung puncture issue with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Zach Wilson is going to have months to stew over this. The media is going to blow him up every press conference every day. There's going to be so much pressure put on top of him. If he had a starter who could just take a few licks for a few weeks for him, he'd be that much better off. But like. Dude, it's going to be baptism by fire. It, I think it's going to be a very rough rookie year for Zach Wilson. I 100% agree. 100% agree. So um, so we're going down the list a little bit. I mean, Kyle – I mean, Trey Lance, obviously, good pick. Uh, Kyle Pitts, that was obvious. Jamar Chase. What did you think of Jamar Chase over um, over Pene Sewell? Uh, I, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And I was burning Cincinnati for this. Like – we saw with Joe Burrow basically getting killed, almost losing his leg. You give him no protection, and you're just going to take a speedster wide receiver in the top five? Like, protect your best asset. Dude, the guy is of no use if Burrow doesn't have the time to give him the ball. Oh, right. hey, that's cool. You could run a 4-3-40, and you're going 10 yards down the field, and Burrow's already on his back. It, right. I, I hated it, man. I just – I don't get this. Like, for a franchise that is just so uh, – Another one that just needs to change the culture is just so misaligned. Like, draft guys up front. Like, fix – get the big men in the trenches. Protect your guy. Protect your franchise. I I couldn't hate it anymore, man. I'm screaming on – and everybody's like, oh, Burrow's a talent. Get him a weapon. Get him a, Get him protection. Like, too much sizzle, not enough steak. It's, it's what Cincinnati's been for, like, 10 years now. Right. I 100% agree with you, and I think, like – you know, their receivers are okay. T. Higgins was pretty good last year. Um, uh, Taj, or Taj, Taj Boyd. Um, Tyler Boyd is is a good is a good receiver as well. Like they're they're not devoid of talent on offense. Um, they're running back. My God, I'm getting old. Uh, Joe Mixon is a good player. Like they needed to protect Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow yeah. will get the ball to the right people in the right spots. Like you don't have to worry about that. And I like Jamar Chase's talent. I think Jamar Chase is incredible. But I think like you have a picture of your quarterback wearing your new uniform with the eight inch scar on his knee. It's like, how yeah. do you see that and be like, you know what? Let me let me holler at Jamar Chase. I so, like Jamar Chase, and I actually think they have a really good left tackle in Jonah Williams. I really do. But what about a right tackle? They need they need they need a lot. They need a lot, and, and it's, it's not like a receiver. 
and they haven't learned from their previous history. Let's look at John Ross, a, a burner wide receiver they drafted. How Jamar is Chase isn't a burner. No, Jamar Chase is different. Jamar Chase is he's not a burner. He's still, he's a though, playmaker. He makes plays. Your guy. You keep going. Right, no weapons that don't pan right. out. You and I agree on this. So uh, Jamar Chase's last season was 2019 with the with the greatest LSU team ever assembled. And uh, 84 catches, 1,780 yards, and 20 touchdowns with Jesus. Joe Burrow throwing the ball. I mean, he's super productive, but at the same time, they also had elite an elite college uh, offensive line that year. I mean, they're, that, that LSU team is one of the two or three best college football teams I've ever seen. So I got a question for you on this too, because we're seeing a lot of this now, and I don't think we really ever have. like, the, And this happened a lot in this draft. We're seeing – uh, quarterbacks being paired up with guys they played with in college. This is happening so, quite a bit this year, actually. It's happening a ton. So we saw it, like you mentioned, with Cincinnati. We saw it with Jacksonville with uh, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. He killed us for four years. I still can't pronounce his name. But, right. But we're seeing a ton. And I want, like, is the familiarity good or can it be a hindrance? Because right. we're both coming it's... to the league as rookies, like, are you going to lean on Not each even other rookies, and like, isolate can't... yourselves from other people? Like, well, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, right? Yeah, they're not. They, I mean, just young players. Like, but I mean, who knows? Honestly, um, I, it, it could might be a, be a crunch, good thing. Or it could be a good thing. I don't know. Familiarity can be good, but it could be bad as well. Oh, two, two, one, two, one, Jalen Waddle. Like, and yeah, Jalen Waddle like, said that Mac Brown was better than Tua, and now he has to go catch balls from Tua. That's interesting. Um, but that leads us to our next pick, Jalen Waddle to, to Miami. I like that pick actually. They needed some yeah. playmakers. They need to get people around too. I think their O line is pretty good. Um, so they need to get guys around too. I Detroit man, dude. I, I love Detroit's draft. I, I did too. I really did. About their coach, like biting off kneecaps. You could tell, like he has a mindset. He wants to build toughness. He dude, wants to change the culture. Oh, he's drafting that way. Yeah. Who is the? The guy they took, what did he say? Oh, I got to find this. The quote from uh, the guy owns owns a rookie. The Levi owns a rookie. Uh, hang on. Let me find his quote. Um, uh, he had it's a. It's funny, whole... too, man. You throw in uh, Ify Malafanu as well. And, like, they have, like, the most consonant and vowels, the most hard to pronounce names of any draft I've ever seen. Oh, I know. I know. And, and Eureka, the Giants guy. Um, so the guy that the Detroit Lions took in the second round, did you hear this quote? I don't think so. Okay, here we go. This is his quote. I love this dude. I want this guy in the Giants now. Uh, his quote is, I like fucking people up. I like to get off the line and just put my helmet or my hands on an offensive lineman and fuck up an offensive scheme, pretty much. I like pushing him back two, three yards and just making him feel like shit. I love it, I, I love, love that attitude. That's I what love I want that. out of my defense. That is the exact I mean, mindset I want. I just want, oh, dude, on defense, you want chaos. And that this guy is an agent of chaos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I love this, dude. That was, like, one of my favorite things I've heard in a while. And he I'm like, that, like, Yo, tattooed on his back or something. This is freaking sweet. Not since Lamar Jackson's No One Cares uh, Work Harder t-shirt have I been more excited oh. for anything a pro athlete said. I love that, dude. I, I'm a big fan of that guy. That's the most Detroit shit ever. I felt like that dude went yeah. home and just watched 8 Mile. <laughs> like just couldn't have just had to watch eight miles. So, and I really like the receiver. They drafted in the third round or excuse me, the fourth round from uh USC. Um, I'm good. I'm on Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, he is, uh, where'd he go here? 
Yeah, 2019, he had 77 catches, 1,000 yards, and six touchdowns. Mind you, this is with trash quarterback play for USC. So, I mean, I think Detroit's kind of building something there. I really like it. Yeah. And I think next year they're going to move on from Jared Goff. I think they're probably going to be at the top of the draft again. I can see him taking the kid from Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler. I mean, I really think I think Detroit's building something, man. I really like I, – I was not a big Dan Campbell guy. When I heard that, I mean, he used to play um, – he played tight end for the Giants. I think he played for you guys too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, but he, you know what, dude, I, I like, I like what Detroit's doing. And I, I've, uh, I love how hyped they were when they drafted Panay Sewell. That made me happy. I love they that little, kid too, man. That's yeah. a good story. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do too. So yeah, Dan Campbell played for the Giants and the Cowboys. He was Jeremy Shockey's backup and the Jason Witten's backup. Um, all right. Uh, this, man. He's preaching and he's just getting big guys in the trenches. Like, you, you know, they're another year or two out from getting a good quarterback, so why not just build everything around them? Build the trenches. Build from the inside out. It's smart. Yeah. Like They're doing the opposite of Cincinnati, building up the middle while Cincinnati is going for all flash and flair. Yeah, and the and the uh, the, the the guy that, that we were just talking about in the second round, Levi, and then we're, we'll eventually know how to pronounce his name. He's a defensive tackle. So, again, like you said, up the middle. So, next pick, Carolina Panthers take J.C. Horn, cornerback. I actually like J.C. Horn a lot because yeah, a yeah. there's always something with guys when they're academic all-american or no i don't think he was an academic all-american but i was i believe he was on the honor roll for like two of his three years of college or whatever um i i really like that guy and i actually like the fact that he uh his his head coach was fired so he just opted out for the remainder of the year because he loved his head coach to focus on the draft i kind of dig that a little bit i love that guy's loyalty his dad is joe horn um, oh. Who ruined my life by taking a cell phone out from under a? Dude, uh, if goal we post. don't get a pick six with a cell phone celebration, an old school flip phone, I will be so pissed. I I think we will, but like we have I, to. I like the pick by Carolina. Um, I thought that that was uh, it was a smart move. It's a good. It's you know yeah. they they drafted a lot of defense last year. I think with Sam Darnold and some of the playmakers they got, I think their offense will be fine. Because um, who did they get in the second round? You know, I'm drawing a blank. It's crazy too because as a DB for him to score, it's so much less likely than his dad, who was a wide receiver. So he's yeah. gonna have to put that phone in so many different games under yeah. the goalpost or put it inside his uniform or something, just hoping he gets the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but he uh, just go to every NFL stadium and pull down like the goal pad, and there's just a flip. That's phone hilarious. Underneath. Just a flip phone under there. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But um, yeah, I, I like the pick by Carolina. I see this is Denver. Denver drafted Patrick Sertain over Justin Fields. Now, my theory is, is I think that at the time they thought they had Aaron Rodgers. I thought I think that trade was closer to this is just the theory. I've I not heard this anywhere. Do, potentially. Mark Schlereth has come out and basically said like it's almost pretty much a done deal. See, I've heard Gudikin say that he, they're not moving him. So so we'll actually just, you know, let's let we'll hop back into that in a second. So so we'll just keep going. Like Devontae Smith, I liked that the Eagles leapfrogged the Giants to get him. That was hilarious. Trade him with the Smith. Cowboys. Like what <laughs> unbelievable. I bet they're laughing. Too- Two blood rivals traded with each other to screw another rival. Like I, I like, I actually kind of like it. That happens um, maybe in the third, fourth round. I've never seen that happen. Like you know, the top ten. I know that is funny, but I, you know what? Good because it, it led us to getting a extra first round pick, um, yeah. and we traded down. And the guy we got, I think I might like just as much as Devontae Smith. We got Kadarius Tony. That I was watching highlights of that guy. That guy breaks tackles. He makes plays. He's in a freak athlete. Like I, I kind of like the pick. 
he's kind of a gadget all over the field guy. If he's used correctly and he's not Tavon Austin, if he's more Percy Harvin than Tavon Austin, dude, I, I we hit a home run on that. I think it's great. So, um, so anyway, we'll keep going. Uh, Justin Fields to Chicago. I mean, I great move by Chicago. I freaking love this pick. I think this is I, one of the best picks of the draft because for the longest time, agree. Chicago has not had a franchise quarterback. Like, trade up no. a little bit. A guy drops, shoot your shot, go get your guy. Loved it. Yeah, I, I 100% love loved it. Yeah. And you see you have Andy Dalton to fall back on as well. Like, he doesn't have to start right away. Maybe he beats him out of camp. Maybe he doesn't. Hey, no very pressure, possible. man. A right, very, very different possible. situation from Zach Wilson with the Jets. I I love it, man. Bear down. Let's go. Da Bears. The Bears are back. I, dude, I guarantee nobody in the world was happier than Allen Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> Allen Robinson oh was probably God. doing backflips, dude. Yeah. He was like, me, who? I went from the yeah, Red exactly. Rocket to Justin Fields? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Somebody that could throw up more than 40 yards on the field. This is sick. So, um, so, uh, and yeah, a perfect uh, timing, so, too, because Rodgers might be out of Green Bay maybe this year, maybe next year. Like, that division's going to have a lot of turnover. Get your young guy, develop him. Let's go, Chicago. Right. Well, I think Nagy might be a good head coach, too, because, I mean, they made the playoffs two of the three years he's been the head coach there. Yeah. You know, and they just fell off. They cannot score. What are they, like 28th in the offensive yeah. DOA? Like, it's terrible. Yeah. So, next pick, Micah Parsons. Um, we talked about the Chargers doing the smart thing. Just, hey, we're going to protect our incredible asset. And they drafted yes. uh, Rashawn Slater. I loved it. It is a Jets. boring pick that I love. Sometimes the boring picks are the best. Right. And then even the Jets. Elijah Vera Tucker. I forgot that they took him. That was their 14th pick. Yeah. I, I love that move by them. And then uh, New England, Mac Jones. I mean, we'll see. I think Mac Jones has... Mac Jones is kind of what he is. I think he's probably going to do well in that system. As long as guys are open, I, I trust that Mac Jones will hit him. So um, so we'll just finish out the first round real quick. Zayvon Collins, Alex Leatherwood. People have a lot of shit to say about the Raiders, but honestly, if you flip their two picks, if you flip their second rounder, put them in the first round, their first rounder in the second round, people don't yeah. have a problem with the draft. So I think the problem is they've just missed so much on first round picks. Well, you know, it's 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 John Gruden. It's not Mike Mayock. Like it's yeah. not Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock would have been smarter than this, I think. So I'm just so out on uh, Gruden. Um, Jalen Phillips uh, from Miami. He's the guy that got into the accident, retired from football, and then came back. Uh, I think he transferred from UCLA to Miami. Um, super athletic, five star recruit. Maybe Brian Flores uses him, and he's you know something. We'll see. Now, uh, a draft I loved and hated at the same time, Washington. Washington's like, you know what? We need a quarterback in the worst way. We're not going to reach for one. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to make our already dominant front seven even more dominant, and we're going to yeah. get a uh, a freak athlete, Jamin Davis from uh, Kentucky, who ran a 4-8, or excuse me, 4-4-8, who has a 42-inch vertical jump. And, yeah. so Aliens, dude. I swear, some football players are just aliens. It well, did you see DK Metcalf is possibly has a shot at making the Olympic team? He probably will too. <laughs> like, what did he reach? What did he reach? Twenty eight miles per hour when he chased down Buda Baker? Like, are you kidding me? Well, hold on. No, he had twenty two miles an hour. Guess who was faster than him? Daniel Jones, baby. He uh, ran faster because easily they look like you know. Jones is very comparable. Yeah, Jones is fast for a white yeah. quarterback. Well, let's not be crazy in here and think he's faster than DK Metcalf. But according to the next-gen stats, he was. But uh, Washington's draft, man. Washington, 
it's amazing when you get a culture changer like Ron Rivera, just how you go from a laughing stock to a good team just that with one so move. so quick, man. Riverboat Ron. And let's say Heineke He's... just comes out and balls like Washington. <laughs> you know, or Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that they signed Fitz. Dude. What if they just do? What if they just have like a starting rotation, like a like a like a freaking uh, like uh, starting pitchers in baseball? They're just like, all right, this week yeah. Fitzy's going against uh, Fitzy's going against. Why not, Giants. dude? Like, <laughs> think like of how many different colleges have gone with the two QB system? Like, bring yeah. it to the NFL. Let's get crazy, dude. There's gonna be a game where like Fitzy comes out and balls and like brings them from behind in some spectacular fashion. And I hate Washington, but I love Fitzy so much that I'll be cheering for it. And yeah. then, like, come week 17, that's going to be the game that, like, keeps Dallas out of the playoffs. I'm like, oh, damn it, Fitzy's screwed Of course. Me. I know. All right, next base, uh, next pick, Kadarius Tony. Uh, we talked about a little bit. Um, the Colts pick, uh, Quiddy Pay from Michigan. I love Just, this kid. Yeah, I, mean, I do, too. Oh, was He was the one, too, I believe, that uh, didn't he say his mom, who, like, worked hard his whole life, like, didn't have to Yeah, she's, like, a Nigerian. Retired. Yeah, she was, like, a Nigerian uh, refugee yes, that's or something right. like that. I love that kid. Yeah, that was yeah, He's like, story. Mom, you're not working again. You're retired. I, I oh, love that. God. Love that's that. amazing, dude. Yeah. So, Tennessee takes Caleb Farley. Kind of a reach here because he has a back issue, like, a pretty severe back issue. Yeah. But they're so desperate for defenders that they had to take him because they were so bad at defense last year. Uh, Minnesota traded back from uh, – they switched picks with the Jets. And um, they are uh, they drafted Christian Darisaw, offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. I like that move they needed to, but I actually read that they at fourteen they were actually trying to leapfrog Chicago to get um, to get Justin Fields. So uh, they're clearly already looking to move on from Kirk Cousins, which is hilarious. As they should. I yeah. Mean, as long as they're not in prime time, they're okay. And then the most Pittsburgh Steeler pick of all time, and I actually love this pick for Pittsburgh. Najee Harris, love yeah. the pick. That's yeah. that's. That guy is so Pittsburgh, dude. He yep. just runs fast, can catch Blue the ball, be strong. Yeah. yeah, I love that guy, and I like that he had his draft party at the homeless shelter. He uh, he was oh, he was yeah. raised in. I love that. I lo- that kind of stuff always gets me, dude. Always gets me. Um, next pick because uh, it's just cool when you see like athletes or celebrities just not be douchebags. Like yes, just it's, like good human beings. It's well, you and I talked about the NBA, and I don't really want to get into that. I thought about talking about it on the show, but it's not really worth it. I'd rather talk about football yeah. players. So, um, so yeah, Greg Newsom for Cleveland, dude. Let's talk a second about Cleveland. Like you know, let's circle back. Let's finish the rest of the draft. So Rashad Bateman to Baltimore. Baltimore, they need receivers. Yeah. Um. DN from Houston goes to the Saints. Uh, Green Bay just continues to give Aaron Rodgers the middle finger and take another <laughs> cornerback. Uh, another corner that won't pan out. <laughs> right. Greg Russo to the Bills we talked about. Um, uh, Awuye from Penn State uh, goes to Baltimore. Baltimore just – they just do this. That's what they're really good at. And uh, Tampa Bay takes Joe, Joe Tryon, DN from Washington. So, circling back to the Cleveland Browns, Greg Newsom. Um, Cleveland, man – are we sure they don't have like the second best roster in the league right now? Yeah, I, they, they're definitely I mean, in the top five. They're I don't, stacked, man. That their linebackers, their linebackers are meh. But when you have when you have freaking um, when you have Miles Garrett just ransacking your offensive line, did you see him in that suit, dude? I was just they gonna say, I was gonna bring that up. That that dude, every stitching out, every fiber in that suit was screaming for dear life. Like we're not yeah. gonna make it. Right, oh my he got diesel to Jesus, man. Amazing shape, and they look dude. That... on. Just see him playing basketball in the offseason, just dunking on people dude. like shirtless. Oh my god, you talk about unicorn, 
You talk about unicorns, dude. That guy is a Pegasus amongst unicorns, man. <laughs> it's like, oh. he's like, how is that guy real? Like, how is that guy real? And the crazy thing is, is he's like smart as hell, too. It's like, well, it's not even fair. It's like oh. you went into the line for talent like nine times from God. Like, it's just like, it's just it, guys like that are not fair. It's like, oh, you're also one of the smartest human beings in the NFL and you're the most athletic guy at your size. It's ridiculous. Dude, he walks into the room and women just get pregnant just looking at him. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? There's just so much testosterone just oozing out of him. It's just, he can't oh, he's, he sweats testosterone because his body produces too much of it. He just oh can't my handle God. He, it all. He's a freaking animal. But, like, I love Cleveland, man, this year. I really think yeah. that they're, they're – It's. I think it's a three-way race between Cleveland, Buffalo, and uh, Kansas City. For I actually think Kansas City had an amazing offseason. What did they do that we just talked about, man? You want to talk about a team they just, like – they paid for Joe Thune. They got a, a left tackle. They they signed protect uh, your guy, man. Yeah, they're they're probably gonna bring um they're probably gonna bring Eric Fisher back. I mean, like they just I th- I think everything they did was really smart. And you mentioned it's a three man race, and it's it's exactly why it's these three teams: why it's Cleveland, why it's Buffalo, why it's KC. What do you need? A franchise quarterback. What do you need to do? Protect your franchise quarterback. What's the third prong? Go after the other team's franchise quarterback. All three of these teams are doing that. Oh, and they drafted a center, Creed Humphrey, great name, Creed Humphrey from uh, from Oklahoma, dude, which is great. I love that. A big Um, hoss from Oklahoma? Hey, makes sense, man. 6'5", 305 pounds, man. Center? I mean, Jesus. Who was that Alabama kid? I'm trying to remember where he went. I think he was a guard. And they're talking about he has to, like, lose weight or maintain his weight. This kid is huge. Was it Jonathan Cooper? Jonathan Cooper was, like, massive. He's the one who always had his belly out. I love that guy. God, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, man, it, it's you know, I think like of all the teams that may that are over the like what Buffalo's done and what Cleveland has done is it should just be the blueprint of what you do. I mean, I yeah. think like Buffalo specifically, like McDermott and Bean got in there and they just started getting rid of the shitheads. They got rid of Darby, yep. they got rid of Watkins, like you know, they they drafted a quarterback, they developed them, they kept they they maintained a lot of um of uh of the same people like they just how they did it is just perfect the same with cleveland cleveland they had a really good roster they had a ton of talent right they needed somebody basically like freddie kitchens was like a blender he just was mixing them up and couldn't figure it out and kevin stefanski came in and they poured that that elixir in that blender and they poured it into a funnel and got everybody in line and cleveland is a legitimate super bowl contender Buffalo, a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Yeah. You know, uh, it's 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 awesome to see. And you actually look at other teams that are kind of trending that way too. I mean, Chicago drafting a quarterback. I love it, dude. I think the NFL, this is why NFL's king. They're so goddamn intriguing. They give something their fans to their fans that no other sports league does, which is hope. There's yeah. hope. And the garbage teams are fun to watch when you see them building stuff like this. Like, I'm excited to see what Jacksonville can do. I think they could be sneaky yeah. good this year. Carolina's built something really, really well down there with Matt Rule. Like, right. especially even, if Darnold can just come out and play. Like, I mean, even since even since he, man, even since he, because like, say Cincinnati, excuse me, say their O line is, you know, middle of the pack, right? Joe Burrow's a really good quarterback. They have a ton of talent on offense. Just keep they him can upright, make man. Have, He's keep fun him to upright. watch. 
let him sling it. So good. I love that guy. Like he puts the ball wherever he wants it. Like I, I like that guy a lot. I think they're, I think they're really good. The only team to me I'm looking at right now, Green Bay, and we'll end the show with uh, Aaron Rodgers here. Green Bay, figure it out. You have a once in a generation quarterback who's coming off an MVP season in a perfect offense for him, and they can't figure it out now. Denver just lost Juwan James, right? Juwan James, really good uh, offensive tackle. There's a chance he can play by the end of the year, but he he tore his Achilles. You know, big guy tears his Achilles. He's out for 12 months, right? Um, Now I think the number one team for him to go to, the New York Giants. (laughs) Listen to me. You know why why I say the New York Giants? The Giants have two first-round picks, two third-round picks, two fourth-round picks next year. The Giants have a chance. No, oh, they we, we that doesn't matter in the NFL. Come on, man, these guys just figure it out, dude. You know they just figure it out. They they'll figure it out. Um, and not to mention, if they do trade him, Green Bay does trade Aaron Rodgers. Guess who's picking up the majority of that cap the first year? Green Bay. Green Bay. So um, it's crazy to me, man. Like a small market team wants to be cheap. They fell into two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. They don't have an owner. They don't have an owner. Dude, figure it out. Like, what are you doing? I, I'm so sick of hearing. Like pundits and fans and other people who are like, oh, well, was Rogers 36 now? 37. I believe he's 37. Like, oh, Rogers is 37. The decline is coming. The decline is coming. He was the freaking MVP. Enough of the decline is coming. Just enjoy what it's, you have right now. Like, if you get two, three years out of him, ride it to a Super Bowl. Right. You've already shown with Jordan Love, you can't, you apparently can't draft a quarterback again because you just don't know what the hell you're doing. The guy couldn't even win. You spent a first round pick on a backup quarterback who couldn't win the backup quarterback job. He was your third string guy. He wasn't even on the active roster. Are you right. kidding me? Surround Rodgers with weapons. Now is the time. The window is so small. You may not get another shot. Look at what Buffalo and Cleveland had to go through for 20 freaking years. Are you kidding me, Green Bay? Stop being cheap. Make your superstar quarterback happy. Like, get it done, man. Holy crap. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. Freaking so- Packers, man. I killed to have Rodgers. Damn it. Uh, yes. So the Packers are uh, stockholders governed by the board of directors. Their chairman is Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy, a uh, Buffalo native, by the way, graduated from Clarence High School. Um, drive by it almost every day on my way to work. So uh, Mark Murphy is their guy, and Mark Murphy is kind of digging his heels in here. So is in Gutekinds. Like, they just will not relent. And I just don't understand. Like, I do think Green Bay has a good record. Or, excuse me, a good roster. I think the rock- their roster is really good. Like, I don't know many other teams he can go to. Rodgers could go to and be happier. And I, but I do understand his his thing, which is like, I think his entire salary is non guaranteed this year, or something like that. I think I think he has like a good chunk of his salary isn't guaranteed. And like, you know, he does watch other teams. He watched the Giants get aggressive, the Bills get aggressive, the Browns get aggressive. Like even Dallas, they traded a first rounder for Amari Cooper. Like. And he's looking around. He's like, yo, why can't you guys go get me Odell Beckham? Why can't you guys get me? I mean, he he said this about safety blanket. They just know like they can compete and and be great with them and they just don't do anything with it. So he's, he's got a potential out after next season of, or in 2022 of $17.2 million in in dead cap. Yeah. So he actually will be a nightmare. It's 38 million dead cap, which I'm sure they can probably spread out, but still that's a lot. of. That is a ton. Yeah. But I mean, he doesn't have a no trade clause and he can uh, basically like, they can just ship him wherever they want to. I mean, they can trade him to Houston for all they care. They don't care. But, um, Oh God. (laughs) 
come from Green Bay to Houston. <laughs> Downgrade. Um, yeah, but he, I mean, I understand. I think he had a quote, which is, it was like, you know, they asked him, he was like, are you going to bang your hand on the table for somebody to, you know, to get them to pick somebody or to trade for somebody? And he said, last time I did that, he ended up at Buffalo, referring to Stefan Diggs. So he wanted them to get Stefan Diggs. Oh, my God. Or they should have just put a package together and try to trade for Julio. See, I think if they want to make good, that's the move. I think you're like, hey, Aaron, look it. We got you Julio Jones. You have Devontae Adams. You have uh, Tanya. Maybe you even, have Aaron Jones. Like, you have really good – you have really good offense. Like, I think, say, that, I think they're really good. Say Rodgers, uh, you know, comes out and plays for Green Bay this year and the Falcons start at, like, 0-4, and, and they're just like, all right, let's dish Julio. Like, Green Bay's not on the horn going to grab him, then – I don't know. Man. So they are on the hook. They're in a for... weak NFC too. It's just Tampa to compete with, really. If you look at it, like New Orleans is is gonna fall off. Of you got the NFC turns. West. You got San Francisco, but I I don't I don't know. They're they're so young. I think the Rams are really their only other competition. The Rams, yeah, Tampa, and Green one. Bay, I think, are one, two, and three. San Francisco, I think, with Trey Lance is about a year away. And, but they're not uh, the murderers row of the AFC. Like that's no, just, dude. That's the AFC is brutal. The AFC is so brutal. And imagine too, if Rodgers were to get traded to Denver, so then you have a division with Carr, Mahomes, Herbert, and Rodgers. The yeah, AFC oh West is must see TV. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, if he gets traded to uh, Oakland or uh, Las Vegas, you mean or Denver? You were saying. Sorry, I misunderstood. Um, but I mean, Las Vegas is an option. I yeah. think they have a worse roster. I think that would be stupid. And we talked about it earlier. They're not great with their first-round picks. Send two first-round picks and Carr over to Green Bay to get them. Why yeah, not? 100%. Yeah, 100%. So, um, all right, man. Do you got anything else you want to add before we uh, pop off? Uh, yeah, real quick. I got the uh, I got the itch being down at the Braves uh, game, you know, 400-plus days without sports. And uh, our minor league baseball team started up here in Syracuse, the Syracuse M word. I don't like saying the full word because I am a Braves fan and God, I, it pains me, man, because the Mets ownership, they bought our minor league team, which kept them in Syracuse, but I can't wear anything that says the M word on it or cheer for them, but I'm going to like three games in the next four days. And I'm just super excited after they pumped $25 million in that stadium, they built like brand new bars on left field and right field. We've never had outfield seating. Like you just hang over the rail and watch the game. They put in, like, lawn sections where you can, like, literally lay out with your family, like, just a fresh coat of paint, a brand-new seating, brand-new swivel tabletops. Like, and after a year, like, 2020, where we're all just locked up inside, I'm just so excited to get back to live sports, get back to crowds, and just enjoy life again. Like, I'm literally going into 2021, like, I'm going to try to overdose on sports. I'm going to go to as many games of whatever teams as I can. Like, and another one, too. The Toronto Blue Jays are playing in Buffalo. You and I have talked about this. I am so down yeah. for road trips out to Buffalo. I want to see some Major League Baseball that's two hours away. Like, I don't care who they're playing. Sign me up. Right. Um, yeah, I'm 100% with you. Like, uh, we've already talked about going to a uh, – my wife and I talked about hitting up a Giants game uh, together because she's never been to a Giants game. So, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, and, we're, yeah, we're definitely going to try to hit up some uh, some Blue Jays games. I mean, maybe when the Red Sox come out at the beginning of uh, August, we talked about. Oh, um, yes. so, so, yeah, and we, my wife and I are going to a Billy Joel concert, which we bought tickets for a week before the pandemic started. 
So we bought them for August of 2020 for our anniversary. So we're now we're going in August 2021, but we're finally going to go see Billy Joel. And I'm very excited. We have amazing seats. The tickets were super expensive. I got a nice bonus at work. So I used uh, part of the money on that. And uh, where's that at? Yeah, Is that at the, at the former at the, Ralph? It's a, it's at the Ralph, yeah. So it's uh, it's outdoors. We got seats in the Rock Pile, which is actually like my favorite seats in the stadium. It's so we're right, we're first row too. We have um, I love our I love where our seats are. So um, awesome. yeah, really excited about that. And uh, old Bill's gonna have a beer the whole time, so I don't have to keep the old mascot. I'm vaccinated, so I'm wearing I think my vaccination card around my like a like a laminate. <laughs> yes, but, like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm VIP. Gonna walk in like Wayne's World, try to VIP, get into the backstage area. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I've already so. got a plan for that with the ball. All games I'm going to because like I I don't drink I, I'm very public about it you know sober it's awesome yeah but uh I'm just gonna get like I think they let you bring in uh, a sealed bottled water I'm gonna get like a freaking like three gallon jug and I'm just gonna walk around sipping it the entire time yeah it's a good idea I, I, just one way to skirt around the rules I'm like whatever yeah. man I'm vaccinated who cares mask off let's pound some water your boy right. can put away a gallon and a half per day so let's do it yeah there you go that's exactly what you need to do so um all right uh last thing um so quick movie recommendation um not even a movie recommendation but if uh you know if you guys haven't seen it or have seen it and haven't watched in a while watch the movie kingpin with um woody harrelson (laughs) i I watched it last night haven't watched it yet the movie's so funny. So uh yeah, watch that. Um Woody Harrelson and his hair. <laughs> oh, and his freaking part. hand is a hook. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Really funny. Um Who's the chick in that movie? She's a little smoke Oh, I forget her name. Um, but yeah, she was like really oh. famous in the nineties. She yeah. was in a lot of their movies, actually, the oh, Fairly yeah. Brothers movies. So um all right, you got anything else? Uh no, I'm just I'm excited for some live baseball, man. Pumped. All right, nice. All right, just everybody follow Tony at Cuse Waterboy on Twitter, me at Under the Hoodies, Under the Hoodies on every other single social media platform. Um, I signed up for TikTok today. Oh, also, oh, I, am the pr- I am the proud owner of uh, 400 shares of Dogecoin. Guess who was doubled hey! their money in the last uh, three days, dude? This Still Dogecoin thing. Is- yeah, man, I am, uh, you know, I am riding the sleigh on this thing. Um, oh, down. I'm I'm only up five bucks so far today. Down ten dollars overall today, but up one hundred and seven dollars overall. So uh, once I get to five hundred, yeah, I'm diversifying my portfolio, are, bro. Are key. I'm looking to drop a few grand into a like a weed dispensary because that's about to take off in New York. I know it is. Um. So yeah, I've I'm the wolf of Doge. So yeah. <laughs> the wolf um, of Doge. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, dude, there is somebody that I think there's a guy. I somebody told me this at work, and maybe I'm wrong. I maybe I heard it wrong, but like bought a billion dollars in Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Like, why? What? It's so much money. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it's, a, it's I thought it's at like seven cents a share or something weird, crazy. Dogecoin. Yeah, he might have bought it at that. It's six sixty six cents a share now. He I bought, bought it at a twenty billion, or it's not worth a billion either way. No, he still... bought a billion dollars worth. All right, looking it up now. Hang on, um, billion. What did dollars. I see? There was, uh, I think the Oakland A's, uh, you can purchase their tickets using Bitcoin now. Yeah, Mark Cuban said you can use uh, Dogecoin to buy, um, yeah, you can, uh, you can, uh, yeah, you can use it as currency at uh, Maverick Games. That's the key, man. Once these private businesses get into it and start using it, that's when it can take off, yeah. So Anyway, uh, 
that's Tony. I'm Bill. We're presented by Backsports Page. I should probably start mentioning that more often. Um, and again, follow us on social media. Last word. Acuna. <laughs>